Praise the Lord. This is another podcast, Tough Truth Podcast, with Mr. Jonathan Edward Wright. And today we're going to pick back up where we left off last week, last Sunday, with the topic, Ghost Stories. This is going to be part two. I'm going to get right back in uh, the scripture that I left off, uh, Luke chapter 10, 17 through 20, and where we were talking about the fall of Lucifer. And then we're going to get into demons and angels, and then we're going to talk about the weapons of our warfare. So I just trust that you are able to join me today live on Facebook or, you know, in delay uh, later on, uh, YouTube or Rumble and various podcasts. I mean, various podcast distributors across the country, just about everyone you could think of. I'm on there. So it's available anytime for you. You can go back and listen to the older podcast, the very first one I did, uh, whatever you would prefer. But God is such a good God. He is such a good God. He is uh, accelerating. He's accelerating his purpose in your life. God is up to some good stuff, and he is moving quickly. He is moving quickly. And those who who will just make themselves available to him, he's going to use you in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, I know it. I'm experiencing it right now in my life. And... I just know it to be the truth. Revival is clearly here. Revival is clearly here in Jesus' name. And God wants to use you today, wherever you may be, brother and sister, whether you're in the United States of America or you're in a a foreign land, another country somewhere, God wants to use you in a mighty way to spark the fires of revival. But in order to do that, you have to have an understanding of the spiritual realm. You have to understand who your enemy is. You have to understand the weapons that God's given you and the power that God has conferred upon you as a believer. And if you're an unbeliever today, stick stick with me. Stick with me. You're going to hear biblical truth that I pray will change your life, change your life forever in Jesus' name. Before we get started on this, I want to go to the Lord in prayer and just think about the things that are going on in the world. I mean, there's so much going on and so much devastation and so much famine and so much need and flooding in various places. The devastation in Florida is still, I mean, I mean, we're talking, you know, five or six years even for them to get back to normality in some of those locations. That's not going to happen quickly. People have lost everything and um, we need to continue to pray fervently for those people. And those, especially the Fort Myers and Naples, Florida, and, uh, those areas that really got hit hard, uh, Inglewood, um, that God will continue to supply the needs. And he's doing it through the churches down there in, in a mighty, powerful way. So we will trust that God will continue to do his work. You know, the Bible says what the enemy is meant for evil, God will turn it around for good. And God is going to turn that around for good. And there's going to be many souls coming to the kingdom. I know it's it's rough. I mean, it's, I'm not making light of it in any possible way. But ultimately, God will use it for his glory and for his grace. Just as he did many times in, in, in scripture and historical past, God will use it in a mighty way. I see I have folks joining me today, and I'm so thankful that you're able to join me. Uh, feel free to uh, comment. Uh, feel free to follow along. I, I, I enjoy the encouragement. Uh, we're, we're in church. We're in church. So you just, you know, just 
get out your favorite uh, cold drink, beverage, hot beverage, popcorn, whatever you want. I mean, and you can jump around in your house or follow along with me on, in the Word, and uh, we'll just uh, go with God in Jesus' name. Let's go to the Lord in prayer first. Father, I just come in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you for this beautiful day, God, that you've given us here, Lord, in the United States of America and the state of Ohio. I thank you, God, that, that you're with each and every one, no matter what country they may be in, God, whether it's daytime, it's noon, it's nighttime, it's even the next day, God. I just know that you're with each and every one, Lord, that's watching and listening right now, Lord. I thank you, God, that you're going to use them as firebrands, as firebrands, God, for the revival. I thank you, Lord, for your presence and your spirit. I thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the for the unction and the ability to speak your truth. And I pray now that you take over my functionalities. You take over my mind, take over my mouth, Lord, take over my body. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. You are welcome here in Jesus' name in a mighty, mighty way. I just ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 See, I have someone saying good morning to me. Good morning. It's uh, it's afternoon here, but I know it's morning <laughs> where you are. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Jesus' name. Let's uh, go back in to where we left off last week. Now, we, we talked about the subject's ghost stories, and we're not talking about spookiness. We're talking about the spiritual realm, the reality of the spiritual realm, okay? And we went over how the Holy Ghost was in creation, how the Holy Ghost was in and was there during the baptism of Jesus, when Jesus was revealed as the Son of God. We see that Jesus conferred the Holy Ghost to the disciples in John chapter 20, and then he told them to go in the upper room and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we, and we went through that, how, how the Jewish people were first filled and then the Gentiles were infilled the same exact way. And we, we went over that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that God desires us to for constantly be infilled with the Holy Spirit, not just one time, but on a daily basis because the world will take it out of you and you must be in re, you know, re-infilled Consistently, we talked about the triune nature of, the, of a human. Uh, not only is God triune, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but but humans are, according to First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three, spirit, soul, and body. And then we talked about spiritual wickedness in the world and what exactly it is, and what the Bible tell how the Bible tells us to combat the spiritual wickedness. And then we looked at we started looking at Lucifer and Satan and the in the the biblical uh, examples and uh, where we can find specifically not only in the Old Covenant but also in, in the, uh, the book of Revelations and so on and so forth. Well, we went to Genesis first and talked about how he was a serpent in the garden and then uh, how, how the book of Revelations uh, refers to Satan as a, as a uh, serpent or a dragon. And then we talked about in Ezekiel how Lucifer was a guardian or a musical being in heaven. And, uh, and then we, we went into the fall. Let's say hi to Rebecca. <laughs> he fell from heaven, according to Isaiah 14. And we went through all that. And then we left off. Uh, God started moving mightily. And 
I just left off there, and I knew I was no way I was going to get uh, get it all in. Um, so we left off at Luke chapter 10. So that's what I want to take a look at. Now we're still dealing with the fall of Lucifer in Luke chapter 10. We're going to go to verse 17, and we're going to read through to 20. Now this is this is Jesus speaking here. And seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And here, this is Jesus. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Okay? So we can see that, that Satan fell from heaven. He, we talked about it last week. Uh, it's, it's, it's what's called the gap theory, that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that something happened before that verse that caused the, world, the, the earth to... God wouldn't make anything without form, you know, form and void. Something happened. And many believe, according to Scripture, that at one time there was the planet Earth in some capacity and Satan ruled over it with a third of the angels in some capacity. And I think that explains a lot of the fossil records and things that we have. Um, and that he wanted to rise up into heaven, into the third heaven, and be like the Most High God. So right here Jesus says, I beheld, you know, I said, behold, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So you can see right there the conference of the, of the Holy Spirit and the power that God has given us, that we have that power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And we're right back to the prophetic mention of Jesus in the, in the book of Genesis in chapter 3, where he's going to you know, stop on the head of the serpent. And then in verse 20, notwithstanding this, rejoice not. Okay, so don't get all excited, okay, this is all God, you know, wants us to do is go around and cast devils out of people. You know, there was a movement back in the 90s, uh, it was called the Deliverance Movement. And every time the church gets, like, takes one truth of Scripture to the uh, lack of balance, you give them some flaky stuff. And there was this teaching going around, and it was the late 80s or the early 90s, uh, called Deliverance. And you'd actually go to services, and they'd hand out bags to people and have them coughing up devils and spitting and throwing up. And I mean, and, it, and that does happen, but it became like some kind of pattern that everybody, I mean, everybody had to go, and everybody had to have, even Christian, full of Holy Ghost, had to have devils come out of them. And, and they had to throw up, and they burped, they was passing the devil, they was passing gas, they was passing the devil. I mean, it was just craziness. You know, it's, it happens all the time in the church. Where we, we get one, you know, one truth of the Bible, and then we try to make some kind of idol out of it, and then we get into error. So, I don't know if any of you are aware of that. I mean, it, it you know, study uh, charismatic history, it's, it's there. It was pretty prominent around here. I remember, I can remember a few different ministers that was really big into that. And there's truth in it, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that don't happen. But it's not like a pattern that everybody has to, you know, you know, oh, I'm, I just had a big meal and I just burped. Oh, that must have been a devil. I mean, it's like, no. No, that was uh, onions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, let's just be real, folks. I mean, let's just be real. So Jesus says in verse 20, Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So Jesus wanted us to be aware of our enemy. He wanted us to know the origins of, of, of Satan. Now he wanted to lift himself up. 
how he was cast down and that we have authority over him in Jesus' name. But he said the most important thing is what I will do for you and that your names will be written in, in the book of life if you receive me as your Savior. So we need to keep, you know, priority, priority. Uh, talks about in the book of Mark, what, chapter 16, was it 13 through 18, I think, or 15 through 18, I can't remember exactly, but about having the power, you know, cast out devils and take up serpents and drink any deadly thing and shall not harm you, so on and so forth. And there's always been arguments about whether that was in the original manuscripts or it was added later. But you can find that truth elsewhere in the Bible, so it doesn't really ultimately make any difference. But Jesus has given us that power. He's given us that power. Let's take a look at one other passage about the fall of Satan. The fall of Satan. Or Lucifer, as he was known at that point in time. Let's look at Revelations chapter 12. Revelations chapter 12. And we're going to start with verse 3 and go through to 9. Now, I go through, I've said before, I use a lot of scripture. Uh, that's just the way I teach. I let the Bible interpret the Bible. I think that's the proper way to do things. I don't like to just take one little isolated passage and not back it up, you know, and confirm it with other scripture. I think that's the way God would want us to do. That's why he gave us so much scripture. And what we have 66 books, which they weren't originally books, but they weren't even original chapters or verses, per se. But God seemed fit that it was arranged accordingly. And um, his word is truth life. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verses 3, 3 through 9. It says, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. Verse 4, And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and then cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to vow, to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God into his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath the place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score. Okay? Verse 7, it says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. So Satan had, had angelic backing, okay, according to this scripture, and still does. And prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now you can say, well, okay, this was historical, or you can say this is yet to happen. I think it's both, actually. And Jesus said that he saw it. So we have to take Jesus' word for it, that Lucifer was cast out of heaven, and with a third of the angels. Now, we get into another subject with this. We get into demons. Or what I want to call unholy ghosts. Unholy ghosts. These are spirits that aren't subject. Like, they're, they're subject to the name of Christ, but they're not good. They're up to no good. And there's discussion, you know, there's, there's theological discussions about what are these uh, demons? Are they the fallen angels that I've just talked about? Or are they something else? Let's go to Genesis chapter 6 and let's look at 1 through 4. 
Now I'm going to take the stand that they're fallen angels. That's my position. But I'm going to show you an alternative uh, idea from Scripture that they could be something else other than that. Either way, the rebellion of Lucifer and the third of the angels that rebelled with him was responsible for this. Whether they're the, the, those angels or the demons or what I get to begin to read to you explains it. Okay, this is a hard. This is one of those hard passages in the Bible. It's like it's really hard to understand. Uh, you know that it didn't actually even really happen. I mean, it's 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 really <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty wild. Genesis chapter six one through four. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. Verse two that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. In verse 3 it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And then it says, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And then so on, then God sees the wickedness in verse 5, and then, and then we get into the, the flood and all that, okay? Theologically, many believe that when it's talking about the sons of God, it's talking about angels. And then it's talking about them cohabitating with females, humans, and creating giants, okay? And that those giants were, th that whole episode was part of the reason why the Lord wanted to destroy the earth with a flood. And many believe that the offspring of that was the giants and that the giants ultimately died and that the spirits of them, because they weren't, I don't know what you want to say, they were hybrid in, you know, in some capacity. They weren't completely human and they weren't completely divine. And there's many that believe that that could explain what demons are. Now I'll let you make that judgment and that call because ultimately you can't really from the Bible say for certain, but you can say that Lucifer and, and the fall was responsible for it. You can say that with a clear conscience according to scripture. So I'll just let you, that's a good study uh, to do. And let you decide. Ultimately, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference. Because ultimately, Jesus just said, let's recognize them. And you have the power over them. And cast them out. And oh, by the way, the most important thing is that your name's written down in the book of life. That's the important thing. Not that the spirits are subject unto you. That's like, just like Jesus treated that like that. It was just like, you know, that's just the way it should be. You know, you should have so much power on you that demons are you know, squealing and whatever else and coming out of people, not wanting to be in the presence of God because they don't want to be in the presence of God at all whatsoever. And when you've got a whole lot of people with a whole lot of issues coming to your church week after week after week after week and there ain't nothing changing, you might want to question whether you got the power of the Holy Spirit there or not, according to Scripture. And uh, unfortunately, many don't. Many don't. Let's take a look at um, the latter time deception that comes through demon spirits. Let's take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. 
First Timothy chapter 4. I trust that everybody has had a blessed week and uh, God is moving mightily in your midst, using you in a mighty powerful way. And uh, He is so good. God is good. He's very, very good. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter uh, 4 and verse 1. Now the Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit, speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So we, we got folks that claim they're Christians, claim that they're... Uh, part of the kingdom that the Bible says in the last days in the latter times they'll depart from the faith and they'll give heed to these seducing spirits and demons and speak from them and I'm seeing it I'm seeing it on a regular basis on Facebook I'm seeing people that claim they're prophets and prophetesses that they're speaking from the spirit of God and nothing they say comes to pass. Nothing happens that they say. They say all kinds of whacked out crazy stuff. And they got thousands of people following after them. It's, it's happening right now in the body of Christ. And it's sad. It's absolutely sad. We have to be careful. who You need to be careful who you listen to. And who, what you let into your home. What you let into your spirit. And, and these ears. And this eye gate. And your mind. Is this isn't a game. This is reality. This is we're in a, we're in a spiritual battle, and unfortunately, we got a lot of folks falling after false uh, ideologies that just aren't. They're not legit. They're they're demon spirits. Um, they're they're not blatantly new age per se, but they're coming from that same ideology and that same movement. They're influenced by it. And I don't know, you know, you'd have to study out new age. I'm not gonna go into that today. Um, I, I might struggle to get through the remainder of this message again today. I might have to go another week. I'm not sure yet. We'll see where we get to. But latter time deception, it's extremely biblical. Jesus warned us of it, and Paul's warning us again in Timothy, and I can read scripture after scripture in the New Testament that warns us about the latter time deception and false teachers and cults misleading and a falling away and apostasy, as it talks about in the book of Hebrews. It's reality, and we need to be really careful who we listen to and who we follow after. You know, Benny Hinn was talking about this the other day and it was so good and it's truth and I've, I've said things similar to it I said you know everything that you do as a Christian you need to it needs to be redemptive in nature it has to be all about the kingdom and his glory you know while you're doing what you're doing and he said if, if a prophecy isn't redemptive like there's a circle of redemption around it if if it when somebody gives out a prophetic word and it it has nothing to do with redemption. It's like, oh, I know your phone number, I know your address, or so-and-so is going to be president or whatever, and there's no redemptiveness for the kingdom. Throw it out. Don't listen to it.
because there's all kinds of people who can tell you what your address is, your phone number, and whatever else. Whether they're working by the power of, the, of unclean spirits, familiar spirits, or they're they're just a con artist. We just have to be so careful, so careful in what we follow after. And this is a whole other subject. I could get on that and talk for quite some time. But I don't want to get too far off on the bunny trails here. Uh, let's look at Leviticus 19.31. We're talking about familiar spirits. Familiar spirits. Demons. Uh, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. You think about how long demon spirits have been here. And you think about their ability to, you know, know things about people. And then people consult them and they think they're talking to God or they think they're talking to the Holy Spirit and they're not. And ultimately, what those spirits tell people is not redemptive in nature. It's all fleshly. It's all fleshly things. It's not nothing about the kingdom of God or Christ or redemption. That's how you know. That's how you know whether you're listening to the Holy Spirit or you're listening to something else. So we have to be so careful as Christians. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 19. And let's look at verse 31. And I've been through that. I, I had, I've had times where I thought that I that I knew something, um, that God had spoken to me a certain way. But what I found out is I just misinterpreted it, or it wasn't time yet. But you have to be really careful. I never, personally, I never take the position like. I'm just so confident that I heard something specific from the Lord that I'm that you know there's no way I could possibly be wrong because I have been wrong before. So I always am real careful about that and I'm like God, I mean I believe you, I believe this but confirm it, you know, and I rest in it, but if I'm mishearing you or misunderstanding or it's right right word wrong time, whatever it may be, then I trust in you. But I, I never want to get so confident that, oh, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I got this all figured out. God told me this and this and this and that and this time and this person and this and where. Because I found out it don't always happen the way you think it's going to happen in the time you're going to think it's going to happen or who, who you think it's going to happen with. Um, we can't get all up in our flesh and think that we got it all figured out. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31 says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. So, Levitical law. Don't be messing around with necromancers. Don't be messing around with wizards. Don't be messing around with people that are working from familiar spirits. Jesus warned us of that. <coughs> Excuse me. I got water here. I've been fighting a little bit of allergy issues this week. <clears throat> time of the year a little bit of tickle in my throat there apologize about that but so we don't want to mess around with uh, demons familiar spirits Jesus and the disciples cast them out let's look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 16 I think I'm going to skip some of the scriptures I got listed here just for sake of time and just show a little less of that Matthew 8 16 
when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. So that was part of Jesus' ministry, to cast out demons. And I mean, there's examples of that throughout the Gospels over and over and over again. And then in the book of Acts, there's examples of the apostles doing it. Jesus told them they would. And we can too. And we need to. We need to. Now, there's a time and a place for it. You can't just like run into your local Walmart and start, you know, laying hands on everything that moves and <laughs> rebuking devils because, yeah, there's a time and a place. Jesus, you look at the way Jesus functioned. He didn't just do, you know, just wherever, whenever, however. He he, he walked in order and, and the apostles did too. You think about the, the blind man there that Peter and John, uh, the Holy Ghost healed through Peter and John. Jesus must have seen that man. He said he went there daily, but he didn't heal him at that time. See, that's what I'm saying. Not You don't always, yes, well, there's a need, I got to fill it. Uh, there, There's a right time to do things. You better make sure if you're dealing with demons, somebody's demon-possessed especially, that you're prayed up and you're strong in the Lord and you're in his word and, and you're good to go to start messing around because you're going to get spiritually attacked but God will protect you but you better make sure you, you've got it together you don't want to go in half-baked there's an example of that in the book of Acts <laughs> Sons of Sceva I mean that's not a good situation nobody wants that nobody wants that in Jesus name I know I don't want that in Jesus name so Jesus and disciples had the ability to cast out familiar spirits demons they didn't consult them. They didn't go in and say, oh, familiar spirit, uh, what's my address? Where do I live? And uh, you know what I'm saying? They rebuked them out. It was redemption. It was redemption. Unclean spirits are mentioned again in Matthew chapter 12. Um, then let's look at 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's look at verse 10. And when you start getting over there, we're getting into the gifts of the Spirit. And this is one of the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, a prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. So the, the discerning of spirits is a gift of the Holy, of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. The ability to discern whether something is godly or ungodly, holy or unholy, from the anointed one and his anointing, the Christos, or from Lucifer and familiar spirits and the devil. That is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And some people have just a special, like a stronger gifting than the average, average believer. They're more sensitive to that. And I've known a few people like that. They just, they they sense things and they see things, you know, that some of us don't sense and see and or feel. And that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's meant to be used for the kingdom of God and for his purposes. It's not meant to be used to start speaking to uh, familiar spirits and consult them and, you know, supposedly talking to the dead which the Bible tells us not to do, 
which you're really not talking to the dead, you're talking to a familiar spirit. These seances and these psychics and all these things, that's all demonic powers. It's all demonic powers. And something else that's demonic powers is the whole alien stuff. Those are demons, folks. There's no, there's no place mentioned in the Bible. There's nothing mentioned in the Bible that says that God would have us interact with creatures that he created from some other planet. It's not in the Bible. Those people either have a wild imagination or they're dealing with demon spirits and demon suggestion. Uh, Lester Sumrall wrote a book years ago called Alien Entities. It talks about demons. So all these people say they see flying saucers and they see aliens and they see that. Scripture never talks about it. There's no mention of it anywhere in the Bible. There's no mention. If God did create other worlds, there's no mention that he allows them to interact with our world in the Bible at all, anywhere. So I have to take the position, according to Scripture, that those are demons. Those are, that's, that's, that's stuff that, yeah, you don't want to mess around with. There's no truth to it in the Bible at all. There's no mention, well, I, God said that I would get beamed up, you know, into a spaceship, and I would download information, and I would look around in the room, and there'd be these weird creatures around. Come on. It's not in Scripture. That's just somebody with a wild imagination or somebody messing around in demonic powers. And Jesus told us to cast that stuff out. Those are, that's vain imaginations. See, what it does is it questions the authority of Scripture. It's like, well, maybe the Bible isn't real because there's aliens and there's spaceships. The Bible never talks about that, so I can't trust the Bible because, you know, you see what I'm saying, where I'm going with that? That's where it ends up being. In someone's mind when they start falling after that stuff. So there's no uh, there's no good in, in uh, following after things. Now, whether you watch sci-fi movies or you know Star Wars or whatever it might be, you know I'll let I'll let God you know deal with you on that. I I tend to not watch it. I used to when I was younger, but I stay away from I stay away from things that are uh, demonic or frightening in nature. I stay away from things that talk about, you know, alien powers and all this, you know. Um, you can get to a point where you allow your imagination to run wild and you just want to believe these things because you don't want to be in reality. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be very, very careful. you got to realize that there's demonic spirits, there's demonic powers attached to things, attached to areas attached to individuals, attached to, to localities or whatever. Uh, you bring things into your house that have a cultic, they're cultic in nature, you're asking for trouble. Um, that's I'll mention Benny Hinn again because it's just reality of it. He talks about this. He's talked about this over several years. That God convicted him and he went through his house and he got rid of anything that had any, any any inkling of being demonic out of his house. He got it out. Because he did not want that in his home. He wanted his home to be where the Holy Ghost lived, where the Holy Spirit was. And you can see the fruit. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth was the same way. Smith Wigglesworth would even let a newspaper in his house. 
He wouldn't read books. He didn't. All he would read the Bible, and the power that God, the way God used him in a mighty powerful way. See, you see a, a pattern there. You look at the Apostle Paul. You know, he didn't mess around with things. He didn't mess around. You go into a city where they they was operating in demonic powers and fortune telling, and he didn't go in there and mess around with it. He rebuked them. I mean, they'd come right to him, you know, saying, oh, you know, mocking him, you know, speaking, saying true things like Satan did in the garden, or not in the garden, but in the temptation of Christ. But it was a mocking. It was mocking. A mocking, it was a mocking spirit. I mean, I, and I've dealt with mocking before. It's not, it's not a good time. I'll just leave it at there. I'll just leave it at there. Let's uh, go from demons. Thank God. Enough about demons. Enough about evil spirits. And let's look at angels. These are, these are good spirit. This is, this is good. This is what God wants us to, to know and be aware of. Not only that the Holy Spirit is in us if we're believers... And we can be filled, and God created the earth by the Holy Spirit. But that there are angels around us. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. So I don't mess around, I don't mess around with, uh, with um, Halloween. And all that. I I don't get to I don't get people that want to hang uh, like images of like, dead people on nooses out trees and you know and put uh, tombstones out in their yard. And there's people are just like over this like ridiculously fascinated with those that and there's something going on there when they're when they're just obsessed with Halloween and and evil things and scary movies and all that. As Christians, we, we have no business messing around in that stuff. There's, if we believe the Bible, there is a spiritual attachment to those things. It's not just all fun and fantasy and make-believe. There's reality to it. It's real. Let's look at chapter... We're talking about angels now. I'm going to get off these demons and evil, but I just need to make that clear. Uh, whether you're watching on Facebook or listening to it later, YouTube, Rumble, or whatever, podcast distributor, wherever you may be, you better be careful messing around with those things. It's not innocent. It's not innocent at all, according to Scripture. Hebrews chapter 1. Now we're talking about angels now, 13 through 14. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits? These are angels we're talking about. Good angels. We're not talking about the fallen angels. We're not talking about the third of the angels that fell with Satan. We're talking about the good angels. Set forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. So we see that angels are, are to be used by God to help believers, to protect us. Uh, I also believe that angels can be used to protect somebody that isn't a believer yet. But God knows. God knows their heart. I know I did a lot of crazy stuff back in the day. I mean, I, I, I could have died. You know, 120 in a car. You know, straight, like going through the, uh, the city of Marion. Drag racing somebody. 
stuff that, I mean, the angels are working overtime. I mean, and I'm sure many of you can testify to that. The times when, when you know that something there, something was there that helped you to, you know, you didn't get hit by that car or this didn't happen or you didn't get hit by that bullet or whatever it may be. And nobody can explain it. It was ministering spirits or angels. Let's look at Genesis chapter 28 real quick. Genesis chapter 28 verse 12. Now that doesn't mean that you're going to see angels all day long. And I worry about people that do. And I worry about people that see demons all day long. But God will... God will allow you to see, you know, into the Spirit from time to time. And He gives special giftings, as we talked about, discerning the Spirit, so on and so forth. But you just need to be aware of these things as a Christian, and that it's biblically real, and it's biblical reality. Let's look at Genesis 28, and let's look at verse 12. It says, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder. This is talking about Jacob, Jacob's ladder. He dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. So we see there the reality of angels again in the book of Genesis, early on with the patriarchs, patriarch uh, Jacob, that the angels are ascending and descending from heaven to earth. It's a biblical truth. It's a biblical truth. And, uh, you know, there's still, there's things going on. Let me, let me wipe my eyes off here. There's things going on in the charismatic movement I'm a little bit antsy about. There's this whole trend of never saying the Holy Spirit. They always just say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit this, Holy Spirit told me that, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. They never use the word the in front of them, ever. And it, that comes off a little new agey to me. Uh, you got to be real careful with it. And I'm not saying if you do that, that you're a new age. I'm just saying that it's kind of, you start talking about portals, opened up a portal. I mean, we're starting to get into new age stuff. We got to be careful with our phraseologies and be careful what we're copying after. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily mean you are, but I just, there's just this trend, I don't know. In, in charismatic movement where we decided we don't want to talk about doors and windows and ladders and, and uh, the Holy Spirit anymore. We want to say just Holy Spirit to the Holy Spirit that, oh, Holy Spirit in the room, Holy Spirit. And, and he's opening up portals and here comes a portal now. And I mean, really, do we really need to go there? Is, is it to try to make the gospel more modern or something? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just, I know I'm probably stepping on some toes, but I just, I don't like the trend. It's too, it's, it's got too much of a new age feel to it. Because you can find all that in new age books, portals, and, and, and the, the, the one, the spirit, the, we're all part of one spirit, and we're all metamorphosizing, and we're all developing into God, and so on and so forth, and we got to be so so careful. And there's there's songs and there's old songs that don't say the in front of Holy Spirit. But I just noticed that there's some people that just never ever ever say the in front of it ever. And the Bible even says the in front of it. And I just wonder why. It's like okay, he's a 
third person that God had. It's not some ethereal spirit. Uh, you know, we're just all part of this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm a little concerned with. It's kind of crept into the charismatic church. And we need to be so careful uh, what we allow in and follow after. And please don't get me wrong. If you use the word portal and have ever used the word portal, I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm just saying be careful. Because, I mean, you could probably basically find, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could theologically say, yeah, there's, you know, the windows and then all his art was a portal and the light shined in and, you know, that's fine. But I think we just need to be careful that we don't try to make the gospel like trendy. Um, it's not necessary to do that. We need to stick with the word of God. Um, truth is truth, regardless. I'll get off my high horse. It's just something that's bothered me for quite some time. I'm just seeing it trending around charismatic circles, and it just bothers me a little bit. Let's look at Hebrews 2.2. 2. Hebrews 2.2. 2. I'm going to get messages. Jonathan said, if I use the word portal... No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be careful. That's all I'm saying. That's, I'm, just, I'm just saying that. That's all I'm saying. Nothing else other than that. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, now we're talking about angels being messengers now. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. So angels speak, according to this scripture. Satan, Satan speaks. He was a former angel. He was Lucifer. Angels speak, according to the Bible. Let's look at another example of that. Hebrews chapter 13. I'm going to start cranking this out because I'm going to try to get done here in an hour. And uh, we can start on, next week we can start on a subject uh, God's given me called fire starters. And that's going to be a good time, an exciting time. And I'm anxious for the Lord to start unveiling that to me. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. So we see the Bible teaches angels are around us. And obviously if you're going to entertain a stranger, you're probably going to communicate with them, right? And they're going to communicate back. And we see an example of that in the, in the Old Testament, right? With Lot and so on and so forth. Um, you just got to know that there are angels amongst us, among us, and that they are messengers and they communicate. That's another aspect of angels. Um, it's it's not something to be afraid of, but it does happen. And I believe as we get we get closer to the last days, the Bible says that the former and the latter rain are going to be poured out all in one month. You look at the things that the Bible talks about in the book of Revelations that, you know, things that happen, supernatural things that happen. Look what happened when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. I mean, people come out of their graves and we're walking around. As we get, I mean, we get deep in this and the Lord is getting closer to coming, we're going to start seeing more spiritual manifestations in reality of the, of the spiritual realm. And we better have our head straight. We better have our head on straight, not, you know, and and have know or know the Bible, know the Word, because you can be misled and be deceived, and not just follow after supernatural manifestations. Jesus said, you know, there'll be many that 
Say, I cast out devils in your name. I spoke with tongues. I did this. I healed the sick. I did whatever. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. So just that manifestation doesn't prove anything. Jesus, the scripture I just read a little bit ago, you know, cast out demons, but ultimately don't rejoice at that. Rejoice that your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. So the demonic manifestations, spiritual manifestations, aren't necessarily proof that somebody's right with the Lord. And that'll preach. And it's true. And I can, you know, back that up many places in the Bible. Something else that angels do is they protect. Let's look at Psalm 91. 11. So thankful for everyone that's been able to join in today. I trust that uh, the Lord is speaking to you and that you're uh, either learning something new or he's just confirming things you already know. Um, and using this podcast to bless you greatly and to bless others. That's uh, my desire and why I'm doing it. The Lord's called me to do it. Psalm 91, verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. So that's talking about divine protection. The angels will protect us. And we talk, I talked about that a little bit ago. I'm drag racing somebody, you know, straight down the main center of town back when I was a teenager. And we're probably easily going 110 mile an hour running red lights. Craziness, utter stupidity. And God kept me alive. The angels watched over me. There is angelic protection. And I'm sure many could tell me stories of, of the times that God protected you. And you know, you know that the, the Lord protected you. Whether you was completely right with him at that point in time or you was, you know it. You know that he watched over you and took care of you. Let's look at another psalm. Psalm 104. I'm going to try to get this in today so we can get on a different subject next week. We're going to get on fire starters and revival and setting fires to some dry land. That's going to be a good time in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Psalm 104.4. It says, Who maketh his angel spirits, his ministers of flaming fire. So that shows you protection. That shows you the protection that God gives us with angelic protection. And not only is there protection, there's also the aspect of warring angels in the Bible. So they're ministering spirits, they're messengers, they protect, but they also war. Familiar scripture, I'm sure many of you already know where I'm going with this one. Daniel chapter 10. Let's go to Daniel chapter 10 real quick. Daniel chapter 10. God is so good. I just think this this season, you know, this, this time of the year is uh, so infused with demonic powers because everybody starts celebrating it and wanting it. And it's high days, you know, for Satanism and high days for witchcraft. And you need to know who your enemy is. And I know uh, you, you folks that are watching me over in Africa and watching me over in parts of the world where there is a lot of wickedness and a lot of pagan worship and so on and so forth. You know this firsthand. 
you know, what I'm saying is absolute truth because you see it. You see it on a daily basis. You see, you see your, your witch doctors and you see the people operating in evil on a daily basis right in front of your eyes. You see people levitating. It's real. Power, the powers of, of evil are real, but the power of Jesus Christ is even more real and more true. We have authority over the devil in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Daniel chapter 10, verses 11 through 15. And we're talking about angels being warring angels. It says, And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee. And stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. That's how you know when God spoke to you. When you tremble. When you can't, it's not, it's not natural. It's not, it's not mamby-pamby stuff. You know it when God speaks to you. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, and thy words were heard, and I come for thy words. Okay, now this is reality of the warring that goes on with angels and, and demons and wicked spirits. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, prince, said, well, it's princes, not princess, princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. And then he says, Now I come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in latter days, so on and so forth. So we see that there was a war taking place and Daniel was wanting an answer from God and it was being held up. Have you ever have you ever been seeking a word from the Lord and it just seems like it's being held up? I know I have. There's a warring going on. There's a warring going on in the spirit. But we're just going to pray today that, that the power of God if, if today you you are waiting for a word from God, I got this Kleenex on my hands. I was like, no, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's Kleenex flying around in here. <laughs> if you're waiting on a word from the Lord, maybe it's getting held up. That maybe you need uh, to check check some things on you in your life and see if you're you you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and you're attached to what you're supposed to be attached to. I'm going to, we're going to talk about that next. This is what this is what I'm going to round this off with. So last week we talked about the reality of the spiritual realm and the Holy Spirit and, and the ministry of the of the creation and ministry that you know Jesus uh, was and, and, you know endued with the Spirit and how the disciples were and how how God desires that we are so on and so forth and be filled with the Holy Ghost, operate the gifts of the Spirit and be continually filled. That we are the body of the temple, and we talked about the, the our enemy, Lucifer, and the his, historical, biblical, historical uh, passages about the fall and who he was before he fell. And then we talk about demons. And then we talk about angels. Just now, now we're going to talk about the weapons of our warfare. Weapons of our warfare. If you're looking for a word from the Lord and it just don't seem to be coming, you might want to do a checkup. Okay, might want to do a checkup and ask God to show you. 
Number one, I assume you're born again. If you're not today, you can be. You can receive Christ in your heart. I trust that you can feel his presence. Right now, in Jesus' name, I trust that you can feel his presence where you're at. And you can be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. So you need to be born again. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we've seen and we looked at in the book Acts and elsewhere that the biblical evidence, initial biblical evidence, common initial evidence of speaking with tongues. You say, oh, I don't believe that. I don't like that. It don't matter whether you believe it or don't like it. It's the Bible. And God can fill you in a powerful, mighty way. You also need to be under a spiritual covering. You need to be under authority. You don't need to be a free loner out there, you know, free for all out lone ranger, just doing whatever. If you're not a regular attendee of a ministry, of a church, uh, you're not uh, giving of your time, talent, and treasure in some capacity, and, and, and staying faithful, and you're just floating around, oh, I'll just go wherever God leads me this week. Um, you're, you're not under spiritual covering. And you're setting yourself up for the devil to, uh, to use, um, use that. I'm going to turn this music down because I think it's going to run out here in a second. Um, use, use that lack of spiritual covering to confuse you and give you false hope and give you false words and speak through uh, falsely through people. So you need to be under spiritual covering according to the Bible. And you need to recognize the evil of our times. The Bible talks about be aware, be aware of the evil of our times, the last days, and things are going to get worse and worse. If you're listening to somebody, whether it's on Facebook, radio, TV, and they're telling you things are going to keep on getting better, Turn them off, because that's not scriptural. There is revival, and there's a remnant, and there's things happening in the church, but if they're telling you the world's going to get better, turn them off. They're lying to you. They're straight up lying to you, because it's not the truth. It's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says the wicked are going to get wicked, or that there's going to be, um, you know, parallel. There's going to be evil, and there's going to be good. There are going to be sheeps and there's going to be goats. There's going to be wheat and there's going to be tares. It's all throughout the Bible. Yeah, don't listen to people that are telling you, oh, it's just, this is all going to get better and so-and-so gets in a presidency. It's all just going to get better. No, still going to have wickedness. <laughs> it's not going to happen, folks, that way. Jesus is going to come back for a glorious church. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying that he's not. And that we're going to have mighty powerful move of the Spirit and revival, but... These people that are, you know, telling you their things is going to get better. They're not telling you the truth. They're not. They're lying to you. Whether they know they are or not, they're lying to you. It makes everybody feel good, but it's not the truth, according to the Bible. So we're looking at the weapons of our warfare. We're finishing this up. We're finished. This is ghost stories. We're done after this one today. And then we're going to start on fire starters next week. Be careful what you allow in your life through the five senses. And I talked about this. Uh, a little bit earlier about what you allow into your home, what you listen to. I'm, I, I'm, I tend to like more aggressive music, I'll be honest with you. I listen to some metal music, and 
that's not all I listen to, but I'm careful what I listen to. I don't just listen to anything. And I, I check what the message is about, you know, in the words of songs and whatever. Um, and I'm careful what I listen to. And you have to be too. There's, there's just as much evil spoken in a country song as there is a metal song. Uh, there, it, I mean, you think about like so a lot of the hymns were written off of, of bar songs that were being sung in bars. So, you know, it's about what's being spoken, the communication, the words, not so much the, time, the tune or the style. It's, it's what the message is. And that's a whole other subject. I won't get too far off on it. But you, you have to be careful what you let into your five senses because that's, that's where the devil operates. And he'll get in there and, and cause you a lot of torment as a believer. Create a spiritual atmosphere in your home. Pray, play worship music, uh, watch good stuff on television. If you've just been to church, you come home and you turn on some garbage on the television. I mean, how, why? The Bible says that we should not be, take pleasure in other people's sins. And if you're sitting around consuming garbage and then thinking God's going to give you like power and you know, no, it's not going to happen. You're going to get influenced, but it ain't going to be influenced by what you want to be influenced by. I guarantee you that. So we have to be careful. And, it, and that's that's a personal conviction, I understand. Uh, and some things, you know, some people are like, well, I'm not convicted about this right now, but you are. So I, I get that. And Paul talked about that in the book of Corinthians and so on and so forth. So I'm not saying specifics, but you have to be careful what you allow into your home um, because it makes a difference. It makes a difference. If you want to truly hear God, you want the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and in, 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 in influencing you in your decisions, make not only your body the temple of the Holy Ghost, make your home the temple of the Holy Ghost. You also need to be meditating on God's Word on a regular basis. Now this doesn't mean, oh, I got to read 30 chapters a day. This just means that you're in the Word. Maybe you just take one chapter, maybe you just take a few verses and you're meditating on those verses and you're saying, God, you know, open those words, open that Word to me, show me. Show me, God, what you're trying to say to me. Uh, we never want to get religious. I mean, we're always tempted to do that. Make a, We get religious. Well, i got to read a certain amount of chapters a day because so-and-so said, I need to get through the Bible in three months or whatever it might be. i got to... I gotta pray X amount of time and it's gotta be this, this, and this and this, and I gotta hit all these points, and if I don't get all these points and I haven't prayed for get yourself free of religion and 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 works and just say, Lord, what would you want me to do? Lord, how would you like to, for me to speak to me today? What do you want me to read today, Lord? What do you want me to sing today, God? Uh it's prayer time. It, it, God, I'm not even gonna say a word. You told me. I'm just going to lay here in your presence and worship you. You know, there's no there's no formulas. We always try to make formulas and steps and amounts of time. I mean, that's how we're geared as human beings. But I've found out as, as the older I get that none of that means anything. Uh, we're just trying to please men. We're just trying to please the system, so to speak. But God doesn't care about that at all. Seeking God's face in prayer on a regular basis. You have to have a regular prayer life. Uh, this is not when you're in trouble. 
And your prayer life needs to consist of more than, oh God, please give me this. And, you know, I don't hardly even pray like that anymore, really, to be honest with you. Um, I used to, but now I just worship God and I just pray about things that are going on and pray for others and ask Him to continue to bless and help and guide. I don't go around, you know, even addressing the devil in my prayers. I used to years ago, back when the spiritual warfare thing was so big, you know, you had to bind and cast and rebuke, and, you know, constantly. There was a devil behind every bush, but if you, I mean, if you're seeking God and you're seeking the Lord in prayer time, you don't need to, <laughs> I mean, the Lord shows up, the demons flee. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the way it works. Although we need to spend more time seeking the Lord in prayer uh, on a daily basis, on a regular basis, I'll just say. And I, you know, on a regular basis. I'm going to make this religious. We need to praise and worship God on a regular basis. Whether that's in your car, whether that's while you're working, whether that's while you're taking a shower, whatever it may be. You have to have a continual, you know, he talks about it in the New Testament, about just having a continual sense of worship and praise and, and always having that in your life. And it'll, it'll uh, brighten your day on a bad day. Trust me, I've been there. And it's hard. It can be very hard sometimes to, to want to do that. And you just find if you do it. Um, Jesus, not Jesus, well, technically Jesus. God told Moses... You know, open up your mouth and I'll fill it. Well, open up your mouth. God will fill it. If you just uh, just are willing to start you know, praising and worshiping the Lord. And the final point I want to make, weapons of warfare against the, uh, the spirits and demons and recognition of a real spiritual realm, is recognizing gifts and talents God has given and utilize them. Um... You need to start asking. If you don't know what they are, you need to start asking the Lord to show you. And start digging. Start reading some books. Start digging in the Word of God. And start and, and start getting an idea of what God's gifted you and talented you in. And how He wants to use you. And you'll find as you start doing these things, the demons will have to flee. And the power of God will be real in your life. And I'm not saying it's all going to be cupcakes and candy. But you're going to find that you're always going to be victorious. Jesus is the victor. And we are the victors in him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, I trust you've learned something today. The last two weeks that uh, we've dealt on this subject. Um, it's been a glorious time for me. And uh, I learn. I learn right along with you. It's the word of God. It's the truth of the word of God. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. God is good. He's greatly to be praised, and I just so appreciate everyone who's watching today. Uh, wherever you may be, God is going to use you in a mighty way, and uh, has great things for each and every one of you, each and every one of you. As you stay true to him, stay true to his spirit, stay true to his word, he is going to continue to use you, bless you. He's accelerating things. It's, it's happening. Uh, it's happening in my life. I'm so excited about it. Um, He's going to do it for you in Jesus' name. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to seal this word. Father, I just come in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you, God, for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, for the truth, God, 
of your word. I thank you for the truth, God, of the spiritual realm, God, and the truth of, the, of your word, God, that talks about, God, the realities of the Holy Ghost, the realities of our enemy, Lucifer, the realities of demon spirits, the realities of, of good ministering angels, Lord, and that you've given us the ability and the weapons in, in a way, God, to live in the Holy Ghost, to operate in, in the power of the Holy Spirit, to, to, to win and be victorious in you. And I just pray, God, a special anointing upon each and every one who's watching today, who's going to watch in delay, who's going to watch uh, YouTube, Rumble, who's going to listen to the podcast, wherever they may be, God. I just pray a special anointing of your Holy Ghost upon them, Lord Jesus, that they will begin to live as a true believer with the power of the Holy Spirit, God, and recognize the power that you've given them, Lord, to be victorious over all the powers of the enemy, in Jesus' name. So I just thank you for joining me today. It's been a glorious time, and we're going to start on a new subject next week, and it's going to be concerning revival. It's going to be called Firestarters, and I'm going to get going on that one. And uh, God's going to be here, and uh, we're just going to have a glorious time. It'll be the same time, 4.30, next Sunday, right here on Facebook Live. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you.